This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 96. everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to be here today. It's a beautiful day outside, which you know I love. And it's the day after the election day in the United States. And if you know anything about our government, it's kind of a mess. So I want to get away from all that, regardless of what side of the aisle anybody's on. I want to get my mind away from that and do something more productive. So I'm going to record a podcast for you today. And I want to talk about teachability, because that is something that's so vital to having a more successful life. And that's the reason I do the podcast is so I can teach people skills that they would not normally have. I want to introduce you to the beautiful world of managing your mind and life coaching. And I want us to realize that in this unique profession that we're in, that there's so many amazing tools that we can use in order to make things better for ourselves. This Openness to being teachable is one of the key skills that if we can learn how to be more teachable, coachable, and open, we will become better leaders, better teachers, better spouses, parents, just better. Our life will be more open. Before we get started on teachability, I just want to welcome you all to the podcast. If you've not been here before, this is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast, where veterinarians and people that live and work in the veterinary profession talk about different issues that we deal with every day. We talk about coaching ourselves through stress, through overwhelm and burnout, and learn some new techniques on leadership And that is why we're here. So I welcome you to the podcast. If you are back listening again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. If you could do me a big favor, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. I need to build up those five-star reviews so we can get the podcast out to more people. If you need coaching or would like coaching or want to learn more about coaching, Contact me by email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, veterinarylifecoach.com or juliecapel.com. Both things will get you there. So reach out to me and we'll talk a little bit more about what it's like to have a life coach. So this podcast, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about teachability and coachability. I would like to come at it from the angle that it's a skill that we can develop. Because many people think that being teachable or coachable is something that's inborn or inbred. And I don't think so. I don't think it's a talent or something that's inbred. If you use that excuse that you're not teachable because you're just not built that way or born that way, then I think that you're indulging in a little bit of victim mentality because it's hard, right? It's hard to learn things. It's hard to work towards things. And so it's easier just to play the victim and not learn. And we're not going to do that today. We're going to learn how to become teachable because your ability to learn will dictate the level of the success that you can reach and happiness. 
If you're teachable, you can increase your level of happiness. And as a life coach, I have found that to be so true because when I get coached, I want to be more happy. I learn how to be more happy. People can teach me how to manage my mind to let go of stress, let go of the things that are holding me back, and move on to more success and more happiness. So don't indulge in that victim thinking. Teachability is something that we can learn. And if you're a leader in your business or even in your life, if you like to lead small groups, you can learn so many things from your team. If you surround yourself as a leader with smart people, people that are smarter than you, people that know things that you don't know or have talents that don't come naturally to you, you will allow yourself to step up and grow as a leader because great leaders grow and allow the team around them to grow as well. And then your organization will be able to grow. So let's talk about how do we become a more teachable or coachable person? First of all, we have to be open to it, right? We have to be open to the idea that being teachable is good. It's not a scary thing. It's not something that we try to avoid. And we have to be open to the idea that it's necessary for growth. It's necessary for success. And it's even necessary if you want to create more balance in your life. Because allowing someone else that knows how to balance or knows how to manage their mind to teach you their skills that they've learned to balance their life will allow you to become more balanced. And so becoming teachable or coachable is something that will really open up your life to whatever it is that you want to develop, whether it's a skill, whether it's a more balanced life, whether it's more calmness, anything that you want to learn in your life, you will learn because you're open to it. So how do we become more teachable if you don't feel like you already are? First, you need to accept that another's opinion might be as good as or even better than yours. Now, people that are super confident sometimes don't think anybody else knows anything more than they know. And if you are a super confident person, I applaud you. I think that's a great thing to embrace is your confidence But allow that confidence to become a little bit humble so you can be open to your blind spots. Because if you go into an interaction with the idea that maybe someone else could have something better, a better thought, a better idea, a better plan, you will allow yourself to take in those ideas and be more open to implementing them. This comes up for me at work many times, and I have questioned other veterinarians about this concept of being open to other people's ideas, because when we are the veterinarian in a situation, we feel like we are the only ones that can make the decisions, we're the only ones that can do the job that we do. However, we have this big team of very talented people around us. We have our technicians. We have our animal assistants, we have our receptionists, we have our managers, and because we feel like the top dog, so to speak, we oftentimes belittle or ignore the ideas of the rest of the team. And if you start to feel your focus narrowing in 
on just feeling like you're the only one that can make a decision or you're the only one that knows the answer, then you will miss out on some huge opportunities to collect better ideas. Because I have a team of super talented people around me. And even though they're not the veterinarians that I work with, they are people that I am in charge of. They often have better thoughts or they often think of things that I should have thought of that I don't. So if I can become open and teachable in my workplace, I will benefit from all the ideas that my technicians come up with, that my receptionists come up with, that my manager comes up with, and take that practice, take that pet or that client situation to another level. So here's an example. This week seemed to be the week where all the nasty cats came in. (laughs) We always have nasty dogs, but not always nasty cats. But anyway, the other day we had this cat come in and she just needed a general exam and some blood work drawn and some vaccines. It was a super simple appointment, supposedly, but the cat wasn't having it. She wanted to bite. She wanted to scratch. She just wasn't a happy camper. And so one of my technicians was trying to help me and we talked about sending her home and giving her some gabapentin and bringing her back another day. And we were kind of debating. I tried to put an e-collar on her. She got that off her head. And so we were just struggling to figure out what to do with this reactionary cat. So one of my other technicians came over to see what we were doing. And she said, well, how about if I get a blanket, I kind of towel scruff the cat, we take the e-collar, slide it over her head, and we should be able to do what we need to do without getting this cat hurt or getting us hurt. And so she had a better idea than what the original tech and I were first attempting to do. So she decided that she was going to handle the cat a certain way. She was able to slip the e-collar over the head. She was able to distract the cat while we drew the blood, while we got done what we needed to get done. And I was able to examine the cat as best I could and get a pretty good look at what we needed to do because this cat was older and we didn't want her to get hurt. We didn't want to get hurt, but it just wasn't going well for me and the first technician. So the fact that we were open to allowing another technician to come in and try a different technique when we really thought that we were going to have to give up allowed us to get our work done. If I had been really arrogant and said, nope, we already tried that. Nope, you don't get to try. This cat's already too upset. It's not going to work. If, if I would have had a closed mind, then we wouldn't have been able to get this cat taken care of. So open up yourself to allowing others' ideas into the mix. And I've also had technicians say to me when we're presented with a problem, well, do you think you could try this, Dr. Capel? What about... What about tissue glue for this little cut or whether about putting a staple in or, you know, just a suggestion that I may not have thought of. And being teachable is part of being open to those suggestions and not being offended if your technician says something that you didn't think of or that they might have a better idea than you. And then thanking them for having that idea and and sometimes even saving your butt if they have an idea that you didn't think of that's so much better than yours. So I encourage you to think about that when you're at work, that perhaps somebody that isn't necessarily to your level of education, 
because they haven't gone through veterinary school, but they do have experience on their side and their own education and their own ideas that they may have a better plan than you do. Another way to become more teachable is to be open to criticism. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of criticism. I don't really like it when people tell me I'm not doing things well, even though I know that I have a lot of blind spots, even though I know that there are things that I do not do well. There are talents. And we've talked about this on some of the podcasts, that there's certain personalities that react to life in a certain way. And if you understand yourself and you are open to teaching yourself about yourself, you will be more open to criticism because criticism doesn't feel good, but oftentimes it will allow you to see the things that you don't necessarily always see, like those blind spots, or it will allow you to overcome that part of your personality that does things in an awkward way. So if you're open to criticism, that will lead you to the next step, which is taking responsibility for things that happen or taking responsibility for your failures. Because if we don't allow ourselves to be humble, if we're so confident that we can't allow for the fact that somebody else might have a better idea than we do and practice that humility, then you will not be able to take responsibility when something fails for you. And if you can see your failures as lessons or life lessons and be taught by them, that allows you to be more teachable. And you can see any failure or any teachable moment as a stepping stone to getting better or as a stepping stone to better success. And that humility or that taking responsibility for something that goes wrong will allow you to admit to yourself and to others that you're not perfect and that you have room to grow. So to become more teachable, you have to be able to listen better and pay attention. If you're someone like me that's a very high eye and you're chatty and you like to kind of get into that conversation, it will be difficult for you to listen. And that is something that I really struggle with is listening to others. Now, I love to listen to podcasts. I love to listen to thought leaders. I'm great at that. But when I'm in a one-on-one situation and I have someone in front of me or I'm being coached or coaching someone, I really have to concentrate on listening because listening well will allow you to become more teachable. So when other people are talking, stay alert. Remember that in order to listen well, you really have to dial in. You can't be thinking about what you're going to say next. You can't be thinking about how much more you know about the subject than the person that's talking to you. And then question in your mind, question yourself as to whether you are listening properly. If I start to pull off track when I'm trying to listen to somebody, I have to say to myself, wait, are you really listening to this person? And then when I ask myself that question, I can dial right back in and start listening again. So if you're somebody that's easily distracted like me, stay really alert when someone else is talking and then ask yourself if you're truly listening or are you thinking about the next thing that you're going to say or that you're going to add to the conversation? Because if you don't listen, you can't learn. And if you're not a good listener, you're not going to be teachable or coachable. 
Now, along that same line is staying aware of what your strengths and weaknesses are. Because if you have very good self-awareness, that will help you take in the lessons that you need to take in. I know a lot of my weaknesses and I know a lot of my strengths. And so I know that in order to continue to teach myself and continue to to grow, I have to surround myself with people that are smarter than me, that are quicker than me, that know more than I do on certain subject matters, and that are perhaps more focused because I'm not always as focused as I want to be. And so if I can if I'm aware of my strengths and weaknesses, then I know what kind of people I need around me to teach me the things that I'm not necessarily going to be good at and the things that I want to learn. If I'm aware of the things that I haven't learned yet, then I can bring people into my circle that know the things that I really long to know, and I can seek out experts in that area. So reading books listening to podcasts, and actually being an active seeker of knowledge is a big part of becoming teachable and coachable. Ask yourself questions. What is it that I need to know? What is the next step in my growth journey? And who can fill those gaps? Who wrote a book on the subject that I want to learn about? So when I first decided that I wanted to go into coaching, I had to investigate all the people that do life coaching, all the people that do leadership coaching, read their books, examine their work. What is it all about to be a good coach? And then once I found out who those people were, I had to immerse myself in their work. And I still do that. I've been studying leadership pretty much my whole life, and I continue to seek out people that enjoy teaching leadership because there's always something that I can learn about being a better leader. And so if I find those people that teach leadership and work in the realm of leadership, even if I read a book and I've read it before, I've read similar concepts before, just rereading them in someone else's words will allow me to take them in better and learn them better. So staying curious about the things that you want to learn is a huge part of being teachable. Now, in order to be teachable, in order to be coachable, you have to get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And I've said this before on the podcast, learning and growing is super uncomfortable. And that's why we don't like to do it, right? That's like we why we want to stay in that little bubble of not stepping out and not putting ourselves out there for failure. So we have to really learn to enjoy getting out of that comfort zone. And your brain is not going to like that. Your brain's going to feel really icky when you start to step out of your comfort zone. It's going to tell you that you're going to die. And this is going to be terrible because what if what if you're talking to somebody that knows something more than you and they say something that you didn't know and you have to admit that you didn't know it? That's not going to feel comfortable, right? But getting out of your comfort zone will allow you to become teachable and learn more. And I would encourage you to even do this with your clients because there have been times when clients have caught me knowing something that I didn't know. And it's not usually medical. It's oftentimes something about their pet that I examined and I didn't see something that was obvious to them. You know, did you notice that Fluffy had this little growth between her right second toe? And I'll say, oh, I guess I didn't see that. I didn't look closely enough. 
but allowing myself to be open to their instruction and allowing myself to understand that they know more about their pet than I do will allows me to be a better, better veterinarian. It allows me to diagnose better if I can listen to them openly and not judge them and think that I know more than they do. And when I come to a life coach and I'm getting coached myself, I have to be very vulnerable and open to the fact that I don't know everything and I'm struggling with these feelings that I'm having right now. I'm struggling with this particular concept and allowing myself to become vulnerable and get out of my comfort zone will allow me to open up to their coaching so they can help me understand why I'm, why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. For example, this morning, because it's the day after the election day and our election is still way up in the air, I felt kind of depressed, kind of sad, kind of unsettled, because when you live in the United States, you expect an election to be black or white. You want to know who won, who lost. Did the person I vote for win or did the other party win? And when you're in this uncertainty, this, this idea that we were supposed to know and now we don't, it's a little bit scary and depressing. And so today or this morning, I was struggling with feeling kind of sad. And I said to my husband, I feel very sad today. And I just, I don't understand why. And when we started to talk about it, he said, well, you're feeling unsettled because there's no clear winner and loser. And in your life, you want to know who the good guys and the bad guys are. And when you're in a contested election like we're in right now, we don't know who the winners and losers are. And so being open to that feeling of discomfort and understanding it allowed me to overcome it. And then I just decided to say, well, whatever happens, happens. We're the United States. We'll figure it out. We'll get back together and everything will be okay. So allowing myself to get out of my comfort zone was the first step into overcoming those weird feelings that I was having this morning. Now, in order to be teachable, another thing that you really need to do is consider the fact that other people are more valuable or more knowledgeable than you are. And I kind of said that before when I said, except that others' opinions might be as good or better than yours. But when you are a teachable person, you have to honor others. You have to consider the fact that there are others that are more valuable than you are. And not necessarily in a she's better than I am way, but in a way that their mind might consider things differently than mine. And so I have to be humble enough to accept the fact that I can learn from that other person. And that goes back to that humility that we talked about earlier. And being teachable means that you want to live a conscious life and learn from all your experiences. That's all it means. I want to be conscious of the days and the weeks and the even the hours of my life. And I want to learn from everything that happens to me. I want to grow through everything that happens to me, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so if you can accept the fact that you want to live that kind of life, you will automatically become more teachable. So let's talk a little bit about what daily practices we can do or participate in that will allow us to be more teachable and coachable. Now, I have this bullet journal, and my daughter got me started on it several years ago, and so it's a little 
blank notebook that I carry around in my purse, and my bag, wherever I'm going. And I just jot everything down that I want to get done, that I did get done. I jot down little notes. I jot down when I make a contribution to a charity. I jot down books that I've read. I jot down little quotes that I've I've picked up along the way. And so to have this little journal allows me to stay more present. And then it also allows me to learn because when I hear something that excites me or gives me an idea, I can jot it down so I can use it later. So in order to continue to be more coachable, you have to have some sort of system. Now my bullet journal helps me. The other thing that helps me is taking a small time of reflection every day. I like to do mine first thing in the morning. You can also do it at night, and I sometimes do it at night, but reflecting on the day that you had previous in in little five or 10 minute increments will allow you to see the things that you could potentially learn from and then learn those lessons. So you can ask yourself questions like, what happened today or yesterday that I could potentially learn from? What is it that I learned? Did I use my time wisely? And this is a big one for me because I find that if I use my calendar and my bullet journal religiously every day and I have my morning ritual, I will get a lot more done. If I forget my bullet journal, if I forget to reflect on my day, if I forget to write myself kind of a to-do list or schedule things on the calendar, I'm just going to go through the day and not get anything done. And it'll be six o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night. And I'll say, wow, I really wasted this day. I watch TV, which sometimes is useful if I just want to unwind and I'll allow myself to do some of those things. But did I just fearfully go through my day and not learn anything? Did I indulge in this chihuahua brain of mine and just avoid anything that was potentially challenging to me. So if I ask myself that question, did you use yourself did you use your time wisely today? That will allow me to reflect and then also learn. Because if I did waste the whole day and I didn't learn a darn thing, tomorrow I'm going to be more likely to try to learn more. And this is where you can use that thought model that we've talked about before. You can Take your time of reflection, your five to 10 minutes, and write yourself all your thoughts. Do a thought download. Write everything that you did that previous day or or that day, depending on when you're doing it. Write down all your thoughts about the day, and then look at those thoughts, and how do they make you feel? Is that the way I wanted to spend my day? Did I get the results out of that day that I wanted to get? And if you don't feel good about it, Write it down in that thought model and decide how you want to feel differently tomorrow. And then what am I going to have to think tomorrow to create this different feeling or these different actions that I want to create tomorrow? What do I want my thoughts, feelings, actions, and results to be tomorrow so I can be more teachable and learn? And another question that you can ask yourself when you're in this time of reflection is, what really happened to me yesterday? Was I open to the lessons that were there? Am I seeing the lessons? Did I learn anything? And if so, what did I learn? And if I had a bad day, if I feel negatively about my day, why? Why didn't it go well? 
What didn't go well for me and why didn't it go well? And just that action of asking yourself those questions will teach you something about yourself, about the actions that you took that day, and you can decide then on purpose to embrace those lessons and learn from them and move on to something better the next day that you want to create. Now, when you're starting to become more teachable or more coachable, you will have to surround yourself with people that can help you learn this technique or this skill. So just by listening to this podcast today, hopefully you'll learn a little bit from me, but you must consciously seek people out that know more than you on the subject matter that you'd like to learn about and put yourself in the company of people that you would like to emulate. Put yourself in the company of people that scare you a little bit. When I first went into the life coaching world, I was so intimidated by life coaches because I didn't know what it was all about. I had no idea what that skill was. Even though I felt super confident as a veterinarian, I felt super competent as a leader. I was confident in those skills, but because I didn't know anything about life coaching and I so wanted to learn about it, I was super intimidated. But in order to learn the skill, I had to put myself in the company of really advanced, really interesting life coaches. And I still do that to this day. I still challenge myself with those people. And when I want to be a better leader, I surround myself with really great leaders. So associating with people that are doing better than you in whatever area it is that you want to improve is one of the biggest things that you need to do to become teachable. I know I love money and I love learning more about money and investing and all those things. And so I like to hang out with people that are really good with money. I like to hang out with rich people, hang out with people that know what they're doing in real estate, listen to people on podcasts that are really good at finance, talk to the people at my investment company, you know, how do I do this? What do I need to invest in? Anything to improve my skills of money investing because that's something that I really enjoy and I want to get better at it. And in order to get better, I need to surround myself with people that are better so I can learn from them. So there's a few reasons why this is going to be uncomfortable and why we don't like to be taught. We have a fear of being exposed. What if I say something that makes me sound stupid? This person's going to know that I don't know what I don't know. And we don't want to be embarrassed, right? We don't want to feel that shame. We have a feeling of shame when someone calls us out. And that's one of the main reasons that we don't want to be teachable. So that goes back to getting out of your comfort zone. Another reason is we're lazy. I know I have a huge capacity to be lazy. I love it sometimes. I love just laying around and eating bonbons and watching TV. It's so much fun, right? I like just chit-chatting with my family on the phone. I like that. It feels good. And that's really okay. But in order to be teachable and in order to learn more, we have to let go of some of that laziness, right? We have to not stay in a place that's easy. So uh, overcoming your laziness is a big step in becoming teachable. So no buffering, no overeating, no overdrinking. Don't you know, indulge in social media or Netflix, all of those things will hold you back from becoming teachable. And so that fear of exposure, that laziness, that shame that we sometimes feel when we're caught not knowing what we think we should know are things that we need to overcome. So some questions that you can ask yourself to try to overcome those things are these. 
Am I willing to spend time and or money to learn something new? Because sometimes you have to spend money, right? To obtain a new skill. I had to spend a lot of money to go to vet school in order to become a veterinarian. I have to spend a lot of money on continuing education in order to remain teachable and coachable in the veterinary profession. And so are you willing to spend that time and that money to learn something new? And then what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up your comfort? Are you willing to give up some of your bad habits? Are you willing to spend time creating new habits like the bullet journal or the thought downloading or the model running? Or are you willing to get a coach and put yourself out there in that way to have someone to challenge you to learn? Are you willing to give up watching Netflix? Are you willing to give up that idea that you already know everything that you need to know? Those are some really key questions that you need to ask yourself, and that will help push you out of that comfort zone and allow you to become more teachable. Okay, so you know that I love quotes. I'm going to give you a couple quotes here on how to be teachable. One of them is from Proverbs 3, 7 through 8, and it says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And the reason I like that is because it says, be not wise in your own eyes. That says all you need to say about letting go of that idea that you don't have anything to learn. Because we all have things to learn. And if we want to have better, more exciting, more balanced lives, we have to be able to learn, right? So that's why I love that proverb. The other quote that I found was by Roger Ebert. It says, What I believe is that all clear-minded people should remain two things throughout their lifetimes, curious and teachable. And isn't that true? Being curious allows us to be teachable. I love that. So this week, my assignment for you is to spend a little time reflecting every day on what you learned, what could you have learned, and then maybe what you want to learn next next week or the next day, because asking yourself those questions will open you up to becoming more teachable. So I hope this discussion was helpful to you today. I'm really excited to be here always to talk to you. I'd love to hear what you think. So if you could send me an email, I'd really appreciate it. jacapeldvm at gmail.com. And if you want to be coached, I offer free coaching on my website. You can go there and sign up. I also would love you to sign up for my Wednesday weekly words. There's a little pop-up box on my website that will come up when you go there. If you sign up for that, you'll get a little email for me from me every week. And it's just a little word of encouragement. There's a different subject each week. I'll just say a few things about it. Um, it's pretty short and easy to read. I don't do a lot of marketing to those email addresses, so I'm not going to be spamming you. You'll just get one email each week from me. And it's basically just to help you on your journey and hopefully teach you something about being teachable, right? So thanks so much for joining me this week. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited about what I've got in the few weeks to come. There's some guests coming on the podcast that I'm very excited about. And I'm also creating a new program for the new year. So hopefully I'll be talking about that. 
Um, and we're coming up on my 100th episode. So when I get to 100, we're going to make some changes. So I'm really excited about that too. So be sure to join me next week. I really appreciate you being here and have a beautiful, teachable week. Bye. Bye.